0: Your life and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are weak. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now your fucking khakis.
1: Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. All right, guys, really excited for this episode. This one is with my good friend, Craig Ballantyne, and we discuss biohacking, the mindset of a champion. Here's the fun little intro. Craig Ballantyne is the author of The Perfect Day Formula, How to Own the Day and Control Your Life. He's been a guest on this show before, see episode 18, and a contributor to Men's Health Magazine for over 17 years. Today, he teaches high performing entrepreneurs how to squeeze more out of their days, increase their income, and make more quality time with their families in his Perfect Life Workshop, which I will be attending, and with his Work Life Mastery programs. Craig used his own advice to overcome crippling anxiety attacks in 2006, and he'll teach you his five pillars of success so that you can increase your income. Decrease your work time and live the life of your dreams. You can learn more about Craig at craigballantyne.com. In this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show podcast, Craig and I discuss the three most important components necessary to cultivate the mindset of a champion, the biology of belief, and how it impacts our ability to achieve our goals in less time, what it means to watch your game film, and how this simple habit can transform your productivity and success, why the mask of masculinity, shout out to Lewis Howes, hold so many men back from becoming the best version of themselves. Practical habits, Super Bowl champion Tom Brady practices weekly to stay on top of his game and remain one of the greatest to ever play it, and much, much more. I'm going to be attending Craig's Perfect Life Retreat in November, and he's actually doing a special two-for-one deal for all of the Biohacking Secrets Show podcast listeners. So if you guys are interested in hanging out with me and Craig, head over to perfectliferetreat.com, and he will have a two-for-one deal there for you guys, and hope to see you there. For now, without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation the second time around with Craig Craig. Craig Ballantyne, welcome to the Biohacking Secrets Show, man. I'm excited to be here with you.
0: Awesome to be back,
1: my friend. (laughs) So this is not your first rodeo. You were here on episode 18, and we talked about uh, some of your biohacks for productivity. And today, we're going to talk about the champion mindset.
0: Yeah, it's really, really powerful, and it's amazing How many people kind of suffer from self-doubt? In fact, it's really one of the biggest problems holding people back, even at the highest levels. And what I want to do, Anthony, is help people transfer their champion mindset that we all have over to overcoming their areas of self-doubt that they have in any area of life. And this is a real powerful biohack, uh, more of a mental biohack, but it can really
1: solve a lot of problems that people have in their lives. I like that. I was talking to Mark Dama the other day, just about like the power of belief. And I truly think that like the more we learn about performance and even the biology behind performance, the more we're realizing that so much of this depends on frequencies, frequencies of thoughts, like gratitude and love being among two of the most powerful. And I think, I think belief in oneself or belief in anything is one of the highest frequencies of thought that we can, that we can possess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And do you know Sean Stevenson, the three foot giant, the speaker? Yeah,
1: he's incredible.
0: Yeah, he's really great. And, you know, he and I have been friends for a couple years now, but we spent a lot of time together in the last year. And he keeps on saying to me, like, his goal in life is to eliminate the world of insecurity. And I was like, at first, I didn't really get it. And then as I started, you know, doing my workshops and my coaching with uh, high performers in the entrepreneurial world, I was like, oh, now I get it. Because I'm working with people that have $500 million companies, $100 million companies, and you know what's stopping them from success is self-doubt. They have self-doubt. Professional athletes have self-doubt. Everybody has this self-doubt, and it's so, it's so irrational when you really think about it, um, and yet it is what plagues so many of us. And, and again, you go back and you also think, but at the same time, these people that are wrestling with self-doubt perhaps in relationships, are champion athletes, like in CrossFit, like they just dominate something, they can do something that most people think is physically impossible. And yet then they can't go and interact properly in a social setting, or they're having trouble in the relationships. And for me, what I've discovered, Anthony, over time, is that all we need to do is take whatever championship mindset that you have in any other area of life, and just figure out how you can apply that. So it can also work in reverse. I mean, you can be champion at social settings, but not a champion in your physical health. And, you know, it's just a misalignment. But all we really need to do is build in the right mindset and habits into place, and person can be optimized in so many areas of life.
1: Totally agree. And before we get into, like, how to develop and apply the champion mindset, Maybe we could go back to where you came from. I mean, in my mind, you're, you're one of the pioneers in this industry and, and someone that many of us look up to in, in that you did something. You were, you were kind of like Bannister, you know, the first one to run the four-minute mile and take, you know, take a personal training career and then move it all online. Where, what, what role did belief in yourself and the championship mindset play in your journey? I and mean, where did you start out compared to where you are today? that's an interesting question but first I
0: must give a a nod a tip of the hat to Tom Venuto who is really the uh, the godfather of it all Tom Venuto created burn the fat feed the muscle he was really the first person to have massive success online in the taking your personal training life and putting it into the digital world so he was successful and actually he was my first coach so I always want to pay credit to Tom because he helped me do that now what allowed me to succeed Was First of all, I'm just an old man, and I was one of the first guys to to make the leap. But I also have always had this belief in me that I've been blessed with some abilities, with gifts. And I think that's important for everybody to understand, is that you are all blessed with gifts, and you need to take your gift out to the world. But Anthony, here's a weird story that I had told very, very few people, but it all goes back to when I was five years old. So this is 1980, and uh, I was... Growing up on a farm in Canada, actually where I am today, I still have a house uh, on the same property, a little bit different from where I grew up, but we had a very long driveway out to the end of the road. And I remember being there with my cousins in 1980 and just ra- this random thought came into my head, out of nowhere, completely out of nowhere. And it said, you are special. And I mean, it's so bizarre to even say that to you right now because that was all that I heard in my mind. Um, There was no like you are special and here's why and here's what you're gonna go and do But that's all I heard in my mind. I'm five years old and I remember it to this day And I've had that mindset forever and in some ways It's actually been a hindrance to me because I can be a little bit egotistical and cynical and skeptical But it's more importantly it has driven me to go and do these things And so when I was in college I stumbled across T nation which a lot of people know T muscle whatever they call it testosterone.net net. They were publishing online articles, and I thought, you know what, I can do this too. I wasn't selling supplements, but that's what convinced me to go and start writing my articles. And then from there, I got lucky. I got a break into Men's Health Magazine because I was persistent. And then from there, I started selling my online programs. My first sale was in January of 2001, believe it or not. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing, but um, (laughs) I managed to turn that into a nice successful career where, you know, I really was focused on the fitness industry up until about 2014. And now I've kind of transferred over into coaching high performers in all areas of life. Um, But that is essentially what I did. And I hope that answers your question and gives people an insight into how you can go from just an idea into living the life of your dreams when you have pretty good vision and belief in yourself and that champion mindset.
1: I I love that. It's funny. You mentioned Tom Venuto because I remember in like 2004, right when I graduated college um, and and kind of began in the professional world, I came across burn the fat, feed the muscle. And it was like one of those times in my life where, you know, you've, you've established no wealth or anything like that. And I remember going in on his program with a buddy and both of us just printing up two copies of this beast of a book. Oh, yeah, it's 300 pages right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we were, at, we were at work at uh, LaSalle Bank in downtown Chicago, printing up 600 pages of Tom Venuto and uh, just clipping it together. To, to I mean, at that point in time, we were trying to um, reconcile how to stay in shape while having like a corporate job that you just right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, Tom, Tom is great. Such a generous, smart individual who's really, he led the field at the start. And, um, you know, he's, I'm
1: very, very grateful for him a lot of people don't come born with this belief in their self and, or they have things along, along the way. Maybe they get in if it, if it's, there's a lot of female clients that I've talked to that have been in abusive relationships, whether that's f- physically or verbally, and that impacts their belief in themselves, whether it's even a parent that maybe didn't support you in the way that you, you would have liked, or the way that you now support your kids. Um, what do you say to those people who maybe? had that belief and lost it or never had it because of those situations?
0: Yeah, that is a great question. And certainly there are some things outside of my scope of expertise in the, in the uh, abuse world. I mean, that certainly is a great topic for therapy. I mean, you've probably read the body keeps the score. No. Oh man. That is a book that I read last year. Um, I think it has a thousand five-star reviews on Amazon. Uh, it's by a Dutch, named Doctor, um, body, the body keeps the score. It is highly recommended. I mean, I was rushing home from the office at night to read a non-fiction book. I mean, I, and I was reading it for like an hour and a half. And it basically it talks about the trauma that we, the mental trauma that we uh, take on over the course of our lives leads to a lot of our physical issues. Um, you know, a really great example is women who have been sexually abused and are, are overweight. And when they lose weight, Uh, and they get back into an intimate relationship, then they'll immediately, you know, regain the weight because that is that comfort, you know, it's that protector, that barrier. And so obviously, that's in the realm of that psychologist and or psychiatrist or, you know, those doctors and outside of my scope of expertise. But I will say from personal experience, that growing up with um, not a real great home relationship uh, you know my parents didn't get along very well my father was an alcoholic he yelled at me a lot he didn't hit me fortunately but he certainly left a lot of impact on me um, now don't get me wrong I mean I love the guy uh, but I saw so much wasted potential in the, in the old guy he was a very smart guy he did things unconventionally and he could have done so much more and when I do my workshops as you'll experience when you come out to San Diego I talk about his influence on me quite a bit Anthony and in most cases, uh, I've also worked with Sean Stevenson, the the speaker that I mentioned before. He has a 12 hour breakthrough therapy day that I did with Sean. And a lot of what he would get out of me was like, hey, you know, quit being so hard on yourself. You're not your father, you're not gonna make your father's mistakes. And, you know, these impacts and these beliefs that your father has left on you really are holding you back. And so it's been something that it's a, a work in progress to get over. And I think everybody's going to have that. I mean, I've met very few people whose parents were so good and so uh, emotionally secure and so helpful that they didn't <laughs> come away with uh, some type of scar, even even if they were great parents, but they had a bad money mindset, for example, or they had a bad uh, work mindset or bad physical fitness mindset. I mean, it's very few and far between that you're going to find parents that are just really, really perfect. Totally
1: agree. And um, it, it, it really comes down to like, all of us are iterations on our parents. And at least in, in my family on both sides, you know, the, the my parents are improvements upon their grandparents, hopefully, I will be an improvement upon my parents where we take the good with us. And maybe we are able to um, iterate and improve upon the bad.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so it's funny, I was just thinking about that before our call, for some reason, I was thinking about my height, and um, I was actually shorter than my father. And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, isn't every, isn't every son supposed to be taller than his father? I'm like, how did I get shortchanged here? But, um, you know, you go back to how do you get over this? How do you get through this stuff? And the answer is through self-reflection. Self-reflection and introspection. Uh, the problem is nobody wants to spend time in introspection and self-reflection. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that we're really addicted to this reactive lifestyle. We're Mm -hmm. addicted to the bings and buzzes that we get on social media. So we don't want to put that aside and go into self-reflection and introspection mode, whether it's meditation or whether it's going for a walk or whether it's going for a long bike ride. We just don't want to do the hard thinking. And that's actually the second part is that it's scary to do some of the introspection or self-reflection because we have to look at ourselves with outside eyes, and I'm a big fan of stoic philosophy and uh, philosophers like Epictetus and Seneca, who taught this thousands of years ago, that at the end of the day, you should do a review of your life. How did your day go? Why did you make those mistakes? What mistakes were made? How can you not make those mistakes in the future? And it's pretty tough on your ego to have a perfect day. I I ate something I shouldn't have eaten. I I had that coffee at four o'clock when I wanted to go to sleep at 10 o'clock, and that's clearly not a good, um, you know approach or you know I was I was rude with one of my employees or Kurt or short with them when they were trying to get my help and I just brushed them aside and a lot of people don't want to do that thinking but if you do that thinking that is the one of the most important things to set you free and set you down on a path for success in life you have to look and you have to watch the game film of yourself you know if mm. you think about that champion mindset Every great professional athlete watches the game film. You too. they watch the concert recordings of the show the night before and figure out how they can get better. Apparently they're legendary for this. And that's why they're the greatest rock band in the world because they are willing to do the work. And and, you know, it's funny because most people, you know, the cliche is you hate the sound of your own voice. Like who likes listening to recordings of themselves? Like most people don't. Um, And so that's one of the reasons we don't want to do that type of stuff but here are the greatest performers in the world. That's what they do. No matter how discomforting and uncomfortable it is, they watch themselves and they figure out, okay, here's what I did. And then you do this objectively. You do this objectively and you have to put your ego aside and your emotions aside and you say, okay, I messed up here. How can I do better? How can I get the coaching and feedback to do better? Because you're not gonna figure this out all on yourself. You're gonna have to go to a a coach. Like if you wanna become a better public speaker, you need to go to a public speaking coach. And you say, hey, can you watch this presentation with me? And you guys sit down, you watch the presentation, He's going to say some things that's going to make you like feel uh, kind of sad or kind of bad about your performance, but he's not trying to or he or she is not trying to. They're just pointing it out to you and you have to put your ego aside and say, "Okay, I'm not perfect, but I can get better." And then they give you feedback, professional feedback, and over time you come better. And that's the, you know, the outlier, the 10,000 hours rule because you can go and do 10,000 hours of, po- of public speaking, but if you don't get correct feedback and improve your performance, then you actually don't get better over 10,000 hours. It requires that feedback and look into yourself. So all of that combined, Anthony, I hope is a good understanding for people on how to dive deep into the limitations they have, whether it's about being overweight or whether it's about not having the greatest relationships or whether it's, you know, like you said, you want to make sure that you're a better parent to your children than your parents were you, even if they were great, you always want to be improving. And that's what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that's part of the reason that I'm so excited for your perfect life retreat coming up and why I'm going to be attending your, your workshop the day before is like, I'm a big advocate of, and Uriel came and talked about this at the health printer live event. Like the single thing that, that catalyzed an explosion in his business was hiring coaches and attending oh, yeah, events totally. and like working with the people who are the best in the world. And like, you are the best in the world at creating a perfect day and productivity and and what are the the habits that make the biggest difference in your life that's why i'm excited to go work with you it's why in 2014 i took the last ten thousand dollars i had with my hand shaking credit card (laughs) you know like dangling from my fingers and hired russell brunson because he was you know one of the best marketers in the world and i knew i needed to learn how to market what's one habit that someone who knows they need self-reflection and introspection, how do they practically apply that to their day in a way that takes, you know, one to five minutes? What would you recommend? Beautiful question. And so I call it watching
0: the movie of your life. And the best time to do this is not right before you go to bed, but maybe like, let's say if you're going to bed at 11 o'clock and you shut down all electronics at 10 o'clock, that would be a good time to do it at 10 o'clock. And you just sit there, you close your eyes And you have pen and paper at hand and, and you just sit there and you reflect and you go, okay, you know, here's uh, Sally, you know, uh, Sally being you and you know, you, you, okay, Sally woke up on time and she had her breakfast and she, you know, she did her workout and her gratitude journaling and she got to work on time and, and, uh, you know, she knows she shouldn't drink too much caffeine, but she had that second cup of coffee at 11 o'clock and. You know, that's why I feel kind of jittery right now. And I'm not sure I'm going to be able to sleep. I, you know, so I got to make a note about not doing that. And then in the afternoon, everything was going great. But oh man, they brought in those cupcakes and I just didn't have, you know, I wasn't prepared for it. And I ended up eating one and I was off track. So, you know, I just make, need to make sure that next time, if it's not a special occasion and I don't need the treat, then I'm not going to have one because I wasn't even hungry. I uh, just need to have a system in place for dealing with that and so on and so forth. And you get through that in a couple of minutes and you just go, okay, tomorrow, here's how I'm going to be better. You write down a couple of points, you prepare yourself, you have a plan and that way you go back and tomorrow's a better day because of it. And you do that 365 times a year and you're going to be a high performer pretty darn quick.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. And like, um, there's, there's a book called The Slight Edge that I'm sure you've read. Uh, i, I ordered it. it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and he talks about just like the, the power, the compound effect like Darren Hardy mentions in doing this stuff every day and how even if it's just like a tiny, a, a tiny 0.1% improvement each day over a year, that's a massive difference. Over a decade, you're a completely different person. Um, and that's why some of this stuff that you do at, at, at your workshops and um, that I'm excited to do can have such a big impact. Like you may only add one little thing that I do to my day. But over three hundred and sixty-five days, it's a huge difference. Over the next decade, that's that's the difference between winning and losing, or ten xing your business and two xing your business.
0: Yeah, and, and you know it's funny, Anthony. Um, when I introduce the workshop to people at the at the day, I say that yeah. the exercises we're about to go through are what allowed me to go from being a big dick to a little dick because I <laughs> used to be. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I used to be a bit of a jerk. Um, not on purpose, but just, you know, like I would run mastermind groups and you probably, you know, you definitely came to our events, you know, years and years ago, years ago, you might've seen this in me and that I'd be, I could give somebody great advice, but I'd say it in a tone of voice that was maybe a little condescending or just, you know, rude or like, you know, how could you even have been doing that stupid thing? Here's the obvious answer. And, you know, the person who's receiving that, all they're going to hear is, this guy's a jerk. They're not going to hear, like, I could have, I could have gave them advice that would have made them a million dollars and Mm -hmm. they would not have listened to that. And all they would have thought was, what a jerk. Why did he have to say it like that? And so there's actually, you know, the, the whole phrase, you know, this thing has changed my life is very well overused, but I can say with all honesty that there's a quote from Maya Angelou that actually has had a huge impact and has changed my life. And the quote goes like this, People will forget what you said and people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel.
1: I just wrote that down. Like I, I was literally gonna chime in with it afterwards because that's what you had reminded me of. It's the, yeah. the last thing written on my page.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, and, and it's it truly is. And I can't remember when I first stumbled across it, but I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm doing this all wrong. I'm going about life all the wrong way. It's not about, it's not about being right. It's about making the other person uh, better in by delivering information in a way that they are going to accept because if they're going to become resistant at the advice you give because of the way that you're giving them you may as well not give them any advice in the first place and so that was really something that impacted me Um, and so I hope that everyone did get a chance to write that down it again it goes like this you know people forget what you said people will forget what you did but they will never forget how you made them feel and it's just know from going into Starbucks to you know your uber driver to you know your children to your your boss to your teammates at work by all means keep that in mind when you speak to anyone because it'll make you a better person and it'll make them better and your relationships and
1: your success will grow because of it yeah it's such a great point and like you know we you mentioned your father earlier and like my dad was um, you know he is an amazing man fireman for 27 years Um, and a lot of our, you know, our model for the world and what we're, you know, what we believe, the way we believe we should act as men is, is modeled off of our father. Well, I never saw my dad cry. Not once. My mom saw him cry once when I was born. And, um, well, that's actually pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Um, and he teared up a little bit when my grandfather passed away, but like, you know, he was, he was pretty good at shutting that down. So my model of the world was that like men don't emote. And then you probably have experienced like emotion and how you make people feel and how you can get yourself into a state that transfers to other people is such a huge part of influence and marketing and like getting your message to the world. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've spent my entire life suppressing the one thing that can have a huge impact on my ability to help other people, which is like emoting and like, and feeling and all that. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and if you, I always like to use the example of Oprah, Oprah is, you know, one of the most influential women in the world. And it's because she has shared all of her struggles. Um, and so our, our friend Jason Capital said something like disclosure is disarming. And so you do want to disclose your struggles and emote and you want to show people that you're not perfect. And that's why I told, you know, I've told quite a few stories on here already or just said some lines about how I'm not perfect, because by all means, I'm not anywhere close to it. And if you want to influence people and you're seen as perfect, it becomes very difficult to influence people, which actually I found out in the fitness space years ago, because people would always say to me, oh, you don't know what it's like to be overweight. And I didn't know what it was like. And that's a legitimate objection to getting advice from somebody who doesn't know what it's like. So that is a very, very powerful thing for people to understand. And and I know exactly what you you uh, describe when you describe your father and yourself I mean I, I actually the other day I was thinking of myself and trying to get a visual analogy of you know how I correspond with emotions and I would say it's like if you took a, an NFL football and pumped it up like twice as much as it should be pumped up that's basically me <laughs> you know in, in terms <laughs> of like the emotions are like ready, ready to explode uh, um, Yeah, yeah or th- maybe that was like me two years ago and so I've done a lot of work on it And, and it's, it's something like you said, when your fathers don't, or our fathers don't express it, and men in general don't express it, then it becomes very difficult to, uh, you know, for you to feel comfortable expressing it. But, um, and and actually, you know, I was interviewing Lewis Howes the other week about his new book, The Mask of Masculinity, uh, and Lewis is actually speaking at my event. And he was, he just went into all of this stuff and, and how he's actually opening up a whole lot more. And by opening up a whole lot more, he's able to impact more people. So us, uh, you know, to all the ladies listening, uh, forgive us for being so stubborn. We are finally getting it and we're all coming around. So uh, hopefully it'll be better for everybody's relationships in the end.
1: That's great. Craig, what would you, if you had to distill the most important components of the championship mindset down to three things, what would they be?
0: Uh, well, first of all, it's going to be be OK with looking at past failures. You know, Tom Brady, best, you know, arguably the best quarterback in, in the NFL right now or maybe history or whatever, you know, most successful for sure, one of the most successful for sure. He's going to be the kind of guy who's going to look at the game film. He's going to go and say, OK, you know what? Hey, Bill, let's sit down and let's go through the game film. Let's figure out where we went wrong. And they're OK with that. In fact, they that's what they go and look for when when they go to the game film, they're not looking for what I did right, because okay, I'm doing that right, I don't need to change anything. We have to be okay with going to our personal game film and figuring out what went wrong and then focusing on changing that. So that is step one, Anthony. And then with step two, champion mindset only comes when you have outside eyes who can give you expert feedback. So as Yuri mentioned, Getting coaches was one of the biggest things that gave him success in life. I mentioned Tom Venuto at the start. He was my first business coach. And when I got Tom as my coach, I had exponential results. When you decided to go all in and work with Russell, you knew it was a good idea because you knew that you were dedicated to this new program, biohacking. You knew you were all in on it. And you knew that having expert feedback and professional accountability from Russell was going to take you to the next level. And that's what it's all about. Is making sure that once you have identified areas to improve then you go and get somebody who can say hey listen this is what you need to do you have to get the expert advice you have to you know if you want to improve your tennis serve you have to go to a good tennis coach you can't go to some 12 year old kid that you play tennis with you know it has Mm -hmm. to be an expert and so that's the second thing and then the third component of champion mindset just like when you know maybe you were a champion athlete or whatever is doing the work with accountability and deadlines So we have practice at 3.30 every day. We have practice from 3.30 till 5. You're going to be there. You're going to show up. You're going to perform because you perform like you practice. You have to go in and have a great practice so that on Saturday, on game day, you can go and win that game. And that's what it's all about. So it's first, being able to sit back, set your ego aside and look at your struggles. Second, to go to an expert and get that coaching who is going to take you up to the next level. And then third, when you have the plan in place, you get accountability and deadlines to take action and improve yourself
1: with perfect practice. I like that. Do you think number two, you want to hire the person who is the, the best in the world at what they do that you can also afford?
0: I would say that there's a few things that going into finding your mentor and your coach. And I've actually done some videos and articles about this because I have strong feelings on it because I get asked this all the time. And it, it's not necessarily the best person because there's a couple other factors. You want to, you first of all, you want to find someone who has been there and done that, who's achieved what you want to achieve. All right, that's really important. That's what I went uh, looking for when I found Tom Benuto. He was successful selling uh, his fitness programs online. I wanted to do that too. He probably was one of the best in the world, but there was a couple other people that could have taught me how to sell online, but they didn't share my morals and ethics. And that Mm. is really, really important when you go and get a mentor for anything, because yeah, you can go and find a mentor who's going to help you lose 30 pounds in, you know, six weeks, but they're going to give you some methods that are not good methods, but you're going to find somebody who can help you achieve that with some, you know, unique biohacking stuff that are, you know, healthy methods and so on and so forth. You can find somebody who can make you a ton of money, but there might, they might be putting you on a path of really, really bad behavior, um, you know, of cheating customers or something like that. So it's not necessarily the best, but it is the best plus morals and ethics. And then you also want to vet them through personal relationships and talking to people who have been their customers in the past. And you want to say, hey, would you refer me to this person? Would you, would you recommend that I work with them? Or is there somebody else that you've found better? So it's just like finding a doctor, lawyer, plumber. You want to go through and you want to vet these people just as you would
1: when you go and get a coach for yourself. I like that a lot. And Vince Del Monte told a story about how he was scammed out of a lot of money, um, somewhat recently because he didn't ask any of his friends about someone. And, yeah. uh, and really do that work of getting, getting, you know, the expert or in this case, the person that he was working with vetted. Um,
0: yeah. And I mean, let's let's be honest. There's a lot of people who get to these places of, uh, you know, put on pedestals where, y- you know, you're almost like embarrassed or ashamed to go and question their authority. But, you know, questioning authority is very, very important. Uh, having curiosity and making sure and no one should be ashamed. I mean, um and you should not be hesitant to go and ask the coach themselves, like, hey, what's the deal with this? And you know, if it doesn't work out, what happens? And that's why I really encourage people, like, if you are going to really go deep into hiring a coach, as you did with Russell, as I did with Tom, it's really important to have a phone conversation with them at the very least, if not, preferably go to one of their events. And so I'm, I'm kind of like a very slow person to jump in on something. So, you know, I would buy the book. I would watch their YouTube videos. I would, you know, buy one of their courses. I would maybe go one of their events. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm comfortable doing this. Um, unless I, it came from a really strong referral from somebody that I know, liked and trust. So I think, it's, I think that's the approach to take whenever you are finding somebody who is going to be an influence on your life. I think it's really important to tread cautiously not, not to say that most people are going to be bad, but you just really want to make sure you have the right person because it's so important.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes we're, we're so contradictory and we're like, we'll spend an hour looking at Amazon reviews of like a $6 <laughs> product and then we'll like whip out our credit card and drop two grand on something because the sales page was good and got us all fired up. Oh, that's a hilarious
0: analogy and it is so true. So true.
1: Who who would you consider you mentioned Tom Brady who are other people that you look at as as world class champions and kind of uh, take some of their practices and apply them to what you teach
0: Well here's a here's a unique one so there's a really great book by a guy named Mason Curry it's called Daily Rituals and it goes through people from history artists authors composers scientists and their you know their daily routines to have gotten so much done and and I really like Stephen King. Um, I mean, I grew up reading Stephen King books and this guy while you're eating your Wheaties, um, as most people who listen to this do not eat Wheaties. I know that, but imagine, um, as you're eating your breakfast, this guy is writing horror scenes because he writes from 9am until whenever he's done 2000 words every single day. If he's on a book project, he's writing on July 4th. He's writing on Christmas day. I mean, this guy is a machine and, That is the type of consistency and approach to mastering a craft that is so important in life. And now I'm not saying, you know, you should just go and write books for four hours a day. But if you want to improve in anything in life, it is the consistency. If you really, truly want to, you know, get the most amazing results for your body as you can, you're going to listen to every single one of Anthony's shows. You're going to read his book. You're going to follow his videos. You're going to get right into it. You're going to stay consistent with it because when you see people struggling in any area of life, whether it's a body transformation or whether it is personal relationships, it's because they just aren't consistent. And so consistency is so important. And that's just one of the many people that are profiled in that book who I really uh, learned a lot from. And then I think one other thing that most people overlook these days is the daily walk you know, taking time to go and get away from electronics and go out and synthesize your day, whether it's the start of the day or the end of the day, and just go and let the ideas come to you. So especially if you're a creative person, if you take a look at the greatest composers in history, you take a look at many of the greatest writers. I mean, Stephen King goes for a walk in the afternoon. Um, You can call him a great writer. You can call him a trash writer. It doesn't matter to me. But, you know, it's it's so many writers, so many composers, so many actors, so many people, even, even Charles Darwin did this, a uh, scientist, they, they work and then they go and they spend time away from work because your frontal lobe uh, of your brain operates differently when you're away from your workstation. So if you've ever found yourself getting great ideas in the shower or when you're on a run or when you're in the gym working out, it's because you're away from that regular workstation And your brain is able to start taking all of these things that you've learned over the course of the day and put them together like a jigsaw puzzle into the aha solution. You know, like, um, gosh, I guess it was Newton, right? Sitting out underneath the apple tree and Mm -hmm. he wasn't sitting at his desk, you know, in the story, he was sitting under the apple tree. And so that's the type of thing that I think is underestimated and underappreciated. And another Little biohack to put into your life to really have great
1: results in all areas. Yeah, it's. um, I was having a conversation with Jonathan Goodman, who wrote Viral Nomics at at Yuri's event this past weekend. And we were, this is while we were hiking camelback. And he was talking about when he has important deadlines coming up or when he's finishing a book or something like that, he actually separates himself by going somewhere in the world where there's very little technology, where he's, you know, in Uruguay in the mountains or in, um, Kauai, Hawaii on the, on on the North part of the Island, where there's not a lot of people and he can go on hikes every day. And he's not going to be tempted to kind of fall into the, the American, um, social media frenzy that can be so distracting and take us away from, from the reflection and the thought that you're describing as being such an integral part of, of, becoming a champion and then staying a champion once you're there oh
0: absolutely that is a really really great approach i mean obviously it's a a little extreme but i mean you can obvi- you can do the same thing in probably 30 minutes from any you know anybody listening can probably find a place 30 minutes from where they live where they can go to a cabin in the woods get some hiking get a you know where there's really really bad internet service and they can do that type of thing if
1: they're working on a creative type of project i think it's really great Mm-hmm. And, and the last thing that you reminded me of was when you were talking about consistency and how like that, this, this changeability and this lack of consistency or, you know, whether we're talking about dietary musical chairs or bouncing from CrossFit to Insanity to P90X and never finishing any of these programs or, or sticking with them long enough to see results is like, uh, Garrett White said this and it, really, it had me cracking up and he was like, if you're tired of starting over, stop fucking quitting. Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's it's get that thing and do it because I like to say, Anthony, a lot of diets work and it's just the, it's the people that don't work. It's not
1: the diet. <laughs> yeah, Craig, you've got an event coming up uh, that I am going to be attending. Um, I, I can't wait to hang out with you and 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 Bedros and all these other people that are going to be there. It's called the Perfect Life Retreat. Can you tell us a little bit about that and 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 what I can expect? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So it's a two day event. It is a introductory version of my workshops, which are an intense small group event. So at the Perfect Life Retreat, we're going to have a couple hundred great people, high performers. There, we are going to Help people take all the ideas in their head and then put it down into an action plan so that they make 2018 their best year ever. We are going to have guest speakers, Bader uh, Skoulian, Carrie Wilkerson, Lewis Howes. Um, a couple of Hollywood actors that I coach are going to also be up on stage for a little bit. But we're really focusing on helping people leave the event with that action plan blueprint in place. So it's not like one of those seminars where you go and you take 40 pages of notes and you end up going home and you're like, I don't know what to do with all these things and you kind of set them aside for three weeks. We're actually doing the work at the event. It's gonna be a mix of presentations and instruction on how to design your perfect life, uh, both professionally and personally. And we're also gonna do exercises there that give you complete clarity On your vision and your goals and how to achieve them while also eliminating all of the mental clutter in your head because most people are trying to do too much Anthony as I'm sure you've you've seen when people try and do some biohacking stuff and so we need to help people identify what they can say no to in life so they can open up more time for consistency on what matters and so it's gonna be a real fun two days we are also doing um, additional networking homework for each person that's attending. So each person that's attending is going to fill a little survey. They're going to tell us who they're looking to meet, what you know type of people they need to uh, connect with in order to improve their professional lives, their careers, their sales, whatever it is, their businesses, and their personal lives. And we'll be able to match them up with like, hey, you should meet this person. Here's why. And we're going the extra mile at the event because we want to make sure everybody leaves with with a feeling of like, wow, that was the greatest little event that I've ever gone to just over two days that I've gotten complete clarity and I know what to do and I know what I get to stop doing so that I can accelerate my results in life. It really, it's like a mental biohack for success.
1: Uh, That's great. I'm so pumped for it. And, um, and I'm excited for, for your workshop even before then. Um, Sean Hadsall was at Mike Geary's mastermind and he was carrying around his book that he completed at your workshop. And I think that, you, you delivering these tangibles is is huge because a lot of times we go to events and you know we leave and like whatever we did whatever we didn't scribble down in a notebook it, it can, can seem to like slip through the cracks but you're making having people leave with assets that are a blueprint for the next year and how to make that the best year ever.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so the workshops right now are currently sold out and those are the small group uh, higher priced events. And so that's why we're doing the retreat, which is a larger group, um, lower price event. And it's actually, we've have it set up right now, Anthony, where it's a buy one ticket, get one free. So you can bring a spouse or a partner, business partner or a friend, just somebody else that maybe in your life you want to get aligned with on your goals and dreams or an accountability partner. So it's that two for one that uh, we have going on for the next couple of weeks. to get as many people as we can in the room. We already have 180 people there. I think we have a, a limit of 250 and it's just going to be a game changer for so many people.
1: Nice. Well, I'm I'm going to be there with my girlfriend and, um, for, for anyone listening that wants to hang out with me and, and Craig, uh, Craig, what's the best way for them to learn more about the event and, and grab one of those, uh, you know, two for one tickets.
0: Yeah. So it's at perfectliferetreat.com. There's a little video there. There's the agenda. There's all the speakers. There's everything that you'll want to know about the event. It's going to be in San Diego at the Marriott Marquis Hotel. It is just going to be a really fantastic setting for you to kind of evacuate out of your current uh, situation your scenario where you are you know sitting at your desk and working and doing good thinking and like you know we talked about before when you get into that new space you're just going to have so much more clarity it's going to be a nice luxurious place to think about all of the big opportunities you have in life and we'll show you how to take advantage of them
1: Awesome. So uh, perfectliferetreat.com. It's going to be in San Diego. Craig's got an amazing buy one, get one free deal going on. Craig, this has been a pleasure as always, man. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to hang out. And um, I'm, I'm pumped to see you.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be great, Anthony. Thanks so much. Really good conversation. Your questions are always the best. And we'll talk to you soon, my friend.
1: Thanks, brother. Take care. All right, biohackers, super excited to share this one with you guys, especially those of you who live in parts of the world where maybe you don't get as much sun as you like or even if you just have a modern lifestyle that doesn't allow you to get as much sun as you like. Maybe you wake up in your box, you eat your box cereal, hopefully you guys are, are past that. You get in your box with four wheels under it, you drive and you work all day in your box and before you know it, you haven't gotten any sun. And we know that that photonic energy from the sun is critical to everything for from energy production to mood, mental fatigue, and especially for those of us that have dealt with seasonal affective disorder, that's kind of like where your mood drops during the winter months, I suggest that you pick up the human Charger. I've used this for a few years, and what's really cool about it is it was invented in Finland, and the research on this device has been around since the 1980s. It's effectively working by shedding light into the light-sensitive regions of the brain that are responsible for energy levels and mood and mental alertness, and it can help reduce the effects of jet lag. There's studies showing that this is effective against seasonal affective disorder. It actually increases motor speed in athletes, and it does all of that without suppressing the melatonin production that clears toxins from our brain and helps us get a good deep night's sleep, right? So that's really cool. I use it for about 12 minutes a day. I used to use it religiously when I was in Chicago, and now that I've moved to, moved to Del Rey and have much more access to sunlight, I use it uh, a little bit less frequently, more on a as-needed basis, and I keep it in the rotation for when I travel to prevent jet lag. You can learn more about the Human Charger at HumanCharger.com. Be sure to use coupon code Biohacks to save 20% on your order. Again, you can go check it out at humancharger.com. That's H-U-M-A-N-C-H-A-R-G-E-R.com and use coupon code biohacks, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S when purchasing to save 20% on your order.